Hello and thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. My name is Mike and I'm from Biblino.com. If you would like a question featured on the show, head on over to Biblino.com forward slash ask and submit your question there. Now, today's question comes from Adam and Adam's asking about the Lightroom catalog and in particular, he wants to know, should I put my photos in one big catalog or is it best to have lots of smaller catalogs? Hey Adam, thanks for your question. And this is a very good question because we all would have asked ourselves, what on earth do we do? Do we chuck all our photos in one massive catalog or do we break it up into smaller catalogs? You know, if we're um, in, in business, we could have a per shoot or if we're just managing our home photo or photos for our family, I should say, it could be, you know, per vacation or it could be, um, you know, someone's birthday or something like that. You know, what do we do? And I think there is no right or wrong way. It just depends on how you want to manage your photos and what really works best for your workflow. So today I'm going to go through just some information about the Lightroom catalog, some scenarios um, of, of how myself and some of my colleagues um, use Lightroom. And there's, there's, you know, there's many ways you can do it. And it just comes down to, you know, what you feel comfortable with, Adam. So before we even think about the Lightroom catalog, Let's talk about file structure and backup. If you've read the blog long enough, you'll, you'll know that um, I'm very into workflow and I'm very particular of how things are set up um, on a consistent basis. So if I um, put my photos in one location um, with a particular file structure, I expect all the photos to be done that way. That way it just allows this consistency and also allows me to find photos easily if I even want to find them outside of Lightroom. Um, so I'll put links into the show notes about uh, the the file structure that I use. Um, I've mentioned that before in the past. I won't uh, repeat it now. But also backup system. You need to have a very sound backup system, irrespective if you're using Lightroom or um, Photoshop Elements or Photoshop or any other software. You need to have a good backup system. And, and having your photos in three locations, and this could also apply to your documents within your business or even family documents, electronic documents, you've got to have three, three copies, you know, one on the one on the computer, a second on an external hard drive, and then a third copy either in the cloud or in a, another external hard drive or system um, that's different from the location that you're in. So in de- so it's location independent. And that's I, I know. Could that be going a little bit extreme? Well, you know, if if your computer crashes, something happens, right? Um, then you'll have the external hard drive. Well, if something extreme happens to the house, right? Touch wood, touch wood, uh, that doesn't happen, then you've got a third copy. And that's just how it is these days. You know, the same thing would, would apply if you had paper copies or photos. You know, if you've only got one copy of them, well, then, you know, um, you're opening yourself up to disaster there. So that's just a couple of things to think about. Uh, before you even go into the catalog, you, you have to have those things set up. And just just one more thing. A lot of people talk about Lightroom getting slow and getting bogged down in that. And, and just look, it can happen. Um, you know, I've had long editing sessions where, you know, it could be for hours. You know, start in the morning, don't finish till night. And, you know, it does tend to slow down. You have to open and close it, you know, throughout the day to, to keep it going. And sometimes it could be for a couple of reasons. One, if you're using a lot of the noise reduction, that does slow it down. But also, if you haven't got your system resources set uh, correctly and also preferences within Lightroom set correctly, um, that can, um, you know, can slow you down. So I've written an article about tips to speed up your Lightroom and um, what I, I'll do, I'll put a, a link in the show notes and hopefully that, that will help you. So things like, you know, the, the raw cache and, and 
um, you know, where you should have kept the catalog, you know, the type of resources, you know, RAM and hard drives that, that you can use to have the optimum performance from Lightroom. All right. So enough of that, Adam. Let's go on to uh, your main question here. And should I put my photos into one big catalog or is it best to put into smaller catalogs? And so, first of all, what on earth is the Lightroom catalog? And quite simply, Adam, it is a database. It's a database that has information about the photos that you import into it. Now, I should note, you don't physically put the photos inside the Lightroom catalog. They do simply reside on your hard drive. Lightroom simply just has a link or a reference to them. Now, because you're importing your photos into Lightroom, it knows information about your photos. Things like the EXIF data, you know, your serial number, camera, did the fire, uh, did the flash fire, lens, metering, all that good stuff that, that uh, is normally embedded into your photos from your camera. Also, if you go to the extent of keywording your photos and adding, adding captions, so things like um, if you're a landscape photographer, you know, you could put locations, you could put a caption if you're, say, for instance, a sports uh, photographer and you want to put a caption about the particular player or team or whatever it may be, all that stuff gets sucked into the catalog as well, which is uh, pretty cool. Also within the catalog, all your edits. So all the stuff that you do to your photos get, of course, stored into your catalog. So you know how you can make virtual copies okay, of, of your um, photos. And then, of course, you can apply you know, presets or using, moving the sliders you know, to get the photos to look the way you want. And then it's only when you hit export that uh, those settings are, are applied to a copy of the photo and exported and made into a JPEG, which is how we get a, a non-destructive editing of our photos. And that's one of the, um, the, the, the key advantages of having this database um, that Lightroom, Lightroom has. Now, the other thing is the digital asset management. So earlier I mentioned that it has information about your photos, you know, EXIF data and keywords if, if you go to that extent. Well, did you know that you can search and filter using these attributes now you know that you know you can put your star rating and colors and you can flag and of course there's a simple filters that we all should be using with our workflow but did you know that you can go one step further and search for keywords so imagine if you had one catalog and you had say i don't know maybe twenty thousand photos in there and this is spanning over a few years and it's all from your family and you know you've you may have put a simple keyword of you know family vacation at hawaii you know, Jen's, Jen's birthday, first day of school, you know, little things like that to a group of photos. And, you know, if you want to find those photos because your wife, grandparents, whatever it may be, they want to, say, get some prints or even you want to make a little book. Well, then um, having that information within Lightroom, be able to simply put one or two words into to search and bring up all those photos is is pretty powerful stuff. You know, the same, you can do the same with filters. You know, you can filter your camera serial numbers and lenses, and that, that allows you to say, for instance, if you've got multiple cameras, your photograph multiple cameras, maybe you can use that to, um, I don't know, maybe you can use that to cull photos. So you want to cull per camera. You know, you may have taken 5,000 photos per camera, and you want to just um, go either by lens and, and cull the, all the shorter lenses first, and then, le I mean, this is uh, you know, this is just uh, stuff I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But, you know, I, I guess probably what you would really use that part of 
uh, the filters is maybe if you're with multiple cameras but also multiple photographers and you want to go and you know maybe look at the photos of the photographer and edit those photos first or whatever it may be um, and that's just some stuff that uh, you can f um, use the Lightroom catalog for um, one other thing that comes to mind now is as I mentioned if, if you've got say multiple cameras and you know multiple lenses well, say for instance you've got zoom lenses right you've got a whole heap of zoom lenses and you're thinking to yourself I want to get some primes well you know do you, did you know that you can if you've got one big catalog and this is an advantage for if you have a massive catalog but um, if you've say for instance got all your photos in one catalog you can filter of, um, for the different lenses and say for instance you think to yourself well I want to get a new prime lens but I don't know which focal length I want to get it at well, if, if you filter all your photos and you say, you know, you're hovering around about the, you know, you've got ranges of lenses from 24 to, you know, 400 mils, and, you know, you're hovering around about the 50 or the 35 mils, you know, about 80% of the time, well, then, you know, you can use Lightroom to help you make that decision. Go, well, hey, if all my photos that I'm looking at here are round about that focal length maybe I should look into getting a 35 mil prime or a 50 mil prime and that and that's pretty powerful stuff you know as opposed to just going in and and you know uh, picking up a prime just for the hell of pick up a prime because people say it's a it's a good lens for that particular type of photography so I mean that, that's just something to think about so we know a little bit about the the catalog um, it's a database and allows us to search uh, our photos it has information about our photos um, it keeps all our um, edits in there and um, it allows us to do non-destructive editing to our photos now what I want to talk about now is about a couple of scenarios so I've got a couple of friends that do very different photography to what I do you know they're into landscape and street photography and I have one friend in particular that has uh, I'm not really too sure how many photos he's got but I know that's over hundred thousand photos and he's got photos from film days and he scanned them before he even had Lightroom he would actually scan his photos and bring them into um, Photoshop and and start you know editing uh, editing the photos and and what he's gone and done now he's actually put all these photos into a massive catalog and one catalog I should say he's gone and keyworded his photos he's used collections to segregate the photos um, actually I forgot to mention that so collections are uh, containers they're like virtual containers and and what he's done he's gone and separated so he's got one massive catalog and each year he's put into a container and you know it's spanning many many years and with with all those photos is also put in uh, you know location and the type of you know, um, type of photo if it's a sunset or, or um, sunrise and then put other information within the photos that helps him find the photos when he needs them. Now, that's one way you can do it. And, you know, he's, he's still in the process of bringing all these photos in because, as you can imagine, it does take a long time. Uh, so the majority of the photos he's got have already been edited. It's just from photos um, now on that uh, he, uh, he does edit and keyword. And, of course, all the photos that he's brought in from the past, he's in the process of slowly keywording of those photos. So it's pretty powerful. If he wants to, say, for instance, bring up a photo to put on social media or even make a, a little book um, because, you know, he wants to make something for a particular um, area that he's photographed, like Ireland or he went to New York or whatever it may have been, 
that's um, that's easy for him to do. He can bring up photos when he wants to. Now, I have another friend that's into street photography, and she what she does is does have a, a one massive catalog, but she uses things like the tagging system, um, the ability to star rate her photos and in color code, and and uses you know. The, like the 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 rating system to kind of say well these are the photos i've used for social media or these are the photos i want to go and edit further on um, but also uses the color coding system to say these are the photos that are for this particular project my best my best and you know uses the different colors to do that so as you can see two very different ways of doing it and there's no right or wrong it just comes down to how you really want to treat it um, now then there's me. So I kind of use a little bit of both. So I have a lot of smaller catalogs that I break up per shoot because the clients that I have going to edit their photos, export their photos. And after that, they're not really going to come back and ask for photos again for that particular shoot unless they physically lose their photos. But the fact I've already exported to JPEGs and put in the folders, I can simply just drag and drop onto um, a USB or upload it to somewhere in the cloud for them to download. So very, very easy. I don't even uh, keyword. I, um, I do rate um, and, and use the tagging system, mostly the tagging system. But, um, you know, you can imagine that if I have, say, a wedding and I've shot 3,000 photos, I would tag the photos that um, as I'm editing, the ones that I'm going to deliver and they're the other ones that I tag and then, of course, the, the ones that I export. Now, I have on my sports photography side where I've got 13,000 photos that I had online. These have all, before bringing them into Lightroom, these were all captioned and keyword within Photo Mechanic, which I've spoken about before in the past. These are photos that are there for, for media to purchase, um, the clubs to purchase, and also the, the families and the players to purchase. So you can imagine if a media officer calls up and say, instead of going to my website and going in the search bar, they've gone and called me up and they said, hey, we need a photo of, I don't know, it could be Jason Smith. But we want him to be in a portrait orientation and we want him to be passing. Well, I've gone to that nth degree of putting things like passing, tackling, um, if it's uh, if they've been hurt, if they've got blood, whatever it may be. Um, if it's a different event, you know, gymnastics, is it rings, is it floor apparatus, um, you know, if it's athletics, you know, the type of event. All that stuff has been um, put into the photo, embedded into the photos that got sucked into the catalogue. And that's how I treat that. It's one catalog has about 13,000 photos and they're the photos, the 13,000 are the ones that uh, they're not outtakes or like that. They're just the ones that have been edited and brought in. So you can just imagine there would have been a lot more taken to get to those 13,000. And then of course there's things like family, which, you know, are made into one catalog and I may actually just put them into containers most of the time. Um, of you know different uh, events so you know over a course of a year may have four or five special things like you know birthdays or a location um sorry <laughs> vacation it's just a location vacation and you know if you break it down into um, special events or even years that's a nice simple way of um, segregating the photos and just using um, the color code or the or the the pick key or the p key i should say to pick and tag uh, photos that i wanted to export 
one way that I treat the family photos. So as you can see, three or five different ways there of, of, of uh, using a Lightroom catalog. Some overlap in, in, in way of um, using it. And it just comes down to really how much time you, you want to spend to it. You know, a lot of photos I don't refer to after. You know, it's just the way how the photos are. If I if I ever want to edit a photo, I usually export it. And I really ever want to go back or have to go back to the catalog because I have my exported photos, you know, things for my albums, like for my wedding clients or portrait albums. I've also got exports for my social media and and prints. And, and yes, there are some duplication of photos, but, you know, some are low res, others are high, others have been um, put to a particular size and they're already done into a structure uh, file structure and so I don't have to go and refer to the Lightroom catalog unless I want to really uh, edit the photos again some you know try something different um, and, and that's uh, and that's how I treat uh, my photos in general so Adam I hope you've got enough information there to make uh, an educated decision for your own workflow and thanks for your question it's a really good one and it's something that we all would have asked ourselves at one point or another so Thanks for your question and keep on shooting. If you have a question that you'd like featured on the show, go to biblino.com forward slash ask to submit your question. I'd love to hear what you think of the show by going to iTunes or Stitcher and giving me a review and a rating. And don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications of new episodes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, get out and take more photos. Oh, look, it's a cat in front of a sunset. <laughs>